Welcome to Living Loved and Free with Carol G, a podcast sponsored by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching to inspire mature, marriage-minded kingdom women to be the whole healed helpmates God created you to be. I am Carol Griffiths, your host and freedom coach, here to help you have the loving, authentic relationships you desire. Enjoy the episode. Fearfully and wonderfully, I was made, created to have dominion. I am not afraid. There is no duplicate, no carbon copy of me. I am an original. I am free to be me. Yes, that is an original poem by your girl, Carol G. And before we get into the meat of this week's episode, I want to share with you who we are here to serve. At Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, we help mature, marriage-minded kingdom women break free of insecurity, emotional wounds, and toxic behavior to be the whole healed helpmates God created them to be. When I'm talking about a mature, marriage-minded kingdom woman, I am talking about a woman who has lived some life. You have had some experiences, some good, some bad, some in between. You know quite a bit about how this life thing goes. You're marriage-minded, which means that either you're already married or you desire to be married. So you could be dating, engaged, or still waiting to meet your Mr. Right for you. Because we know there is no perfect man, right? And you're also kingdom focused, kingdom inspired. You believe in Jesus and you desire to live life for him and with him. And so that really is a mature, marriage-minded kingdom woman. And our goal is for you to be whole, healed, and the helpmate that God created you to be. Whole means that you know who you are. You're not perfect. You don't have it all together, but you know that you are God's daughter and that he created you on purpose and for purpose. Healed, you don't have to be perfectly healed with no issues, but our goal is to make sure that you acknowledge that you have wounds, you've begun to address them, and you appreciate the fact that there's more healing to go and that is okay. You are in progress and you know that God created you to be a helpmate and we are here to let women know that being a helpmate is not limited to being a wife. Whether you are married or not, you are created for a relationship to do life with others, whether they are your husband, your brother, your sister, your friend, your relatives, we're here to do life together. And that is how you get to fulfill your role as a helpmate, whether it's to your spouse to your friend, to your church members, you are here to help others fulfill their destiny and allow others to help you fulfill your destiny. So that's what we're all about here. 
And I am so excited to be a part of this work, to have the opportunity to speak with you because my heart is for women to know that their marital status does not define who they are, nor it is not the thing that gives them worth. Whether you are married or not, you have value. Likewise, whether you are in a good marriage or not, you have value. And I want women who are not married to be content in their single season because God has a purpose for you and you can fulfill it even if you never get married. And for the married women, I want you to know that there is more to you than being Mrs. So-and-so. Being a wife is important, but your purpose is more than being a wife. Now that we have that out of the way and we know who we're here for and what we're serving up and why we're serving it, get ready for another inspiring, informative, transformative episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. This week's message is sponsored by our on-demand Wife Basics audio course. At Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, we are advocates for kingdom marriages. We know that when a man and woman who are both committed to advancing God's kingdom join in marriage, they have the power to win souls for the kingdom of God and also equip other believers to advance the kingdom agenda in their spheres of influence. To have a marriage that is built on the word of God is bigger than choosing the right spouse. It requires the kingdom husband and kingdom wife to understand God's purpose for marriage, ideally before marriage, so they can enter marriage with eyes wide open and be willing to allow God to keep them together no matter what challenges they encounter. The truth is, you will never know what all you will face in your marriage. But if you allow God to guide you, you can rely on Him to keep your marriage together. Our Wife Basics course teaches women what the Bible says about being a wife and guides women to be or prepare to be the wife God designed you to be. It is a great course for the woman who wants God's best for your current or future marriage. It provides scripture, real life examples, and practical strategies you can apply right now in your life, whether you are single, dating, engaged, or married. The Wife Basics course includes four audio lessons and a printable or fillable workbook that you can download immediately upon purchase and go through at your own pace. To get a copy of the Wife Basics course, go to the link in the show notes. Now we are going to jump in to this week's message. Hey, here we are once again for another episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. And we have arrived at the end of our four-part Woman Inspired for Excellence series. This has been a blast. I've really enjoyed doing the series. And I suspect that there may be some more series along the way as we progress in our podcast and blog journey. 
And I'm excited about that too. But today we are wrapping up our examination of Proverbs 31, 10 to 31, talking about the much heralded Proverbs 31 woman. So if you have not listened to the other episodes in the series, I encourage you to check out episodes 12 through 14. Those would be the Woman Inspired for Excellence or Wife series parts one, two, and three. You can find them on our Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching YouTube channel or through our website at pathwayteam242.org backslash podcast. So just to give you an overview of what we've been talking about, what I've been talking about for the past three weeks, in part one of the wife series, I provided an overview of the of Proverbs 31, 10 to 31. I outlined what God is saying through the passage and what he is not saying. I also shared an exhaustive list of the character traits and principles I gleaned from the passage. The thing about this is that I want to make it clear that we do not have to be exactly like the Proverbs 31 woman. God is not requiring us to emulate anyone because he created each of us uniquely. And so we just have to be who God created us to be, which is the whole message of Pathway and the, and this podcast, right? You are free to be who God created you to be. So despite what is often preached about this Proverbs 31 woman, you are not required to be her. However, the principles and traits that she exhibited serve to inspire you and me to live how she lived, which is excellently. Hence the theme of this series, Woman Inspired for Excellence, right? And so that's where I start off the series. And then in part two, I go deeper into the text itself. And part two is called Inspired by Love. And in that episode, I talked about the best source of inspiration for our excellence, which is God's love. God's love inspires you and me to operate with pure motives for his glory. And then in part three, the episode entitled Excellent Character and Blessings, I broke down what it looks like to have excellent character. And I shared that the natural consequences of this excellent character that we should all be inspired to have results in blessings from God. And these blessings are not just for you. They are for everyone connected to you. So those are the previous three episodes of the Wife series. And today we are getting into the fourth and final part. So this week we are looking at how your life should exhibit excellent priorities and actions. So here's the thing. When you yield your life to God and allow him to guide you, his priorities should become your priorities. Now, a lot of times what we tend to do is we determine what our priorities are and then we ask God to bless the things that we choose to primarily focus on. Now, 
that is not really living a yielded life, right? As a Christian, as a believer, as a Christ follower, we should be yielded to God. And we have to remember that God is the king of a kingdom. And in any kingdom, the king's way should be the way to go, right? Now, in the natural realm, an earthly kingdom has a king or a queen in a monarchy. And the the subjects, the, the persons who live within that kingdom, that earthly kingdom, are sometimes forced to obey, right? Because there are consequences. You could be jailed, flogged, killed, whatever, for not obeying. In God's kingdom, where he obviously is the king of kings, yes, he does command our obedience. However, God gives each of us free will. So he is not going to force you to obey. He gives you the free will to choose to obey. He does not want you to obey out of obligation or force. He wants you to choose to obey him as an expression of your love and gratitude. That means you get to choose. What I have found is that your obedience level is directly related to your trust level. If you trust God to be who he says he is in his word, which is good and faithful and just, then you will also believe that his instructions are for your good and his glory. Despite how it may seem, God does not tell you to do things or not do things just to make a fool out of you or to spoil your fun. No, he's not like that. He is love, right? So even when obedience causes discomfort, right? Sometimes God tells us to do things that really make us uncomfortable. We have to believe that those things, if we're sure it's coming from God, they're ultimately for our good. This is where the trust comes in. So if we accept that we should trust God, right? And we should obey what he says, then we should be willing to follow his order for what should be priority in our lives. Now, you know, we know in Matthew 6.33, it starts with seek first the kingdom of God. This is what I want you to know. The kingdom of God isn't a destination. It's a way of life. And in this way of life, priorities have an ideal order. They are first God, then self, then family and friends, then work. So we're going to unpack this a little bit today. First priority is God, number one. And oftentimes we say God is our all in all. But if we really check stock of our lives, I know I have had to check myself on this a lot. Like, am I really living in a way that 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 lines up with what I say, that God is my number one priority? And I've had to like re-examine and adjust, make adjustments. Because for the Christian, your relationship with God should be the number one priority in your life. And it isn't about how often you go to church or how many scripture verses you can recite or even whether you fast, pray or speak in tongues. All of those things are good, 
But the truth of the matter is having God as your number one priority means that you prioritize developing and nurturing a personal relationship with God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. That requires intimacy, allowing God to see into you, into me see allowing him to see the deepest, darkest, rawest parts of you. And yes, God knows everything. So that may sound weird to say you allowing God to see because God does see. Yet, despite the fact that God does see everything and knows everything, we still try to hide from him. Isn't that something? We think back to the story in Genesis after Adam and this is Genesis chapter three, right? After Adam and Eve had eaten the fruit and then God shows up in the garden. Oh, he, I mean, God is everywhere, right? He's omnipresent. Therefore, he was technically already in the garden, but he made his presence known to them and they hid from him. They hid from him and God had to say, yo, where y'all at? <laughs> What are y'all doing? And it wasn't that God couldn't see them because like I just said, God sees everything. He could see them, but he called out to them because he wanted them to choose to come out from their false hiding place because it wasn't a real hiding place because he could see them, right? Now, my question to you, is God inviting you to do the same thing? Is God saying to you, beloved, come out of hiding? The truth is, just like Adam and Eve, if you are hiding, your hiding place is false. You can't really hide from God. And not only is it a false hiding place, it's also a way that you have put yourself in a self-imposed prison. The more you hide, the longer you remain in bondage to fear, anger, hurt, insecurity, shame, and so much more. However, when you step into the light and invite God to restore your relationship with him, your healing can begin. Until then, you can continue going to church, performing religious rituals, looking good on the outside, but on the inside, you're going to feel depleted and defeated a lot. So my question to you, friend, are you ready to truly prioritize your personal relationship with God? That's something to think about. And then we, we step into priority two, which is you, yourself, right? Now, churchdom, Churchdom is my word for the church world that's not really submitted to kingdom principles, right? You have a lot of people that are in churches, a part of local congregations, leading local congregations, but they're not surrendered to the kingdom way of life. And so I call that churchdom. And churchdom has taught us that loving yourself is selfish, uh, you may have heard in some form or another, the Christian thing to do is to sacrifice yourself, to put aside your needs for someone else. And this is bondage. It is pure bondage because, you know, last year I was wrestling with some stuff and feeling like I was being a bad Christian because 
There are people pulling at me that wanted me to do things that I really didn't want to do. And I was having, I was having like a crisis in my mind because it's like, there's something in me saying no, which was God. But then there was another, the thought process that was saying, but aren't you supposed to do even what you don't want to do for the sake of others, right? And this is what God said to me last year. He said, my son, Jesus has laid down his life for everyone. So you don't have to. Then he went on to tell me that sacrifice is good, but only when he requires it. Otherwise, sacrificing is in vain and it could actually be an act of disobedience right? There's a story in the Old Testament where Saul, King Saul, went and he sacrificed. He did the sacrifice because the prophet took too long to come and he felt like the sacrifice needed to happen. And he was told, you know, obedience is better than sacrifice because he had been told not to do anything until the prophet arrived. And so he thought that, I mean, of course, we know in the Old Testament, there's all kinds of sacrifices that they were required to do. But doing the religious ritual was not as important as obeying the word of the Lord. That is something that we need to remember. So when we think about ourselves being a second priority, this really is in line with what the word of God says. In the Bible, Jesus said that the second greatest commandment is that we should love our neighbor as ourselves. That means to genuinely love others, we must first love ourselves. Therefore, making yourself a priority is not about being self-centered. It's really about being obedient to the word of God. Now, remember I said previously, obedience requires trust. If you trust God and his word, then you should accept that this commandment is for your good and God's glory. I mean, think about it. Even if if you've ever traveled on a plane and you listen to the flight attendants make the announcement, the safety precautions, they always say, in case of an emergency, when that oxygen mask drops from the ceiling, even if you have a child or someone who needs assistance, put on your oxygen oxygen mask first and then assist your baby or the elderly person or the handicapped person. We have to take care of ourselves and that is something that is not promoted enough. But it is important. Having a relationship with yourself is important. The foundation of a healthy relationship with yourself is built on self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love. So just to define those terms so that we're all on the same page here, self-awareness is when you know your strengths, your gifts, your growth areas, those things that you're still, that are still works in progress, right? Your needs, your values, and your emotional triggers. What are the things that set you off and take you back to those wounded places and cause you to lash out, right? All of that is a part of self-awareness. Then self-acceptance is when you accept where you are on your journey. You reject demands for perfection. God does not require perfection. You embrace your transformation process. And remember, transformation is something that 
is Holy Spirit led. Like you are not even the, the driver in the transformation process and you celebrate your progress along the way. All of that is self-acceptance, right? And then the third part of your foundation of loving yourself, having a relationship with yourself is self-love. You acknowledge your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical needs. You submit them to God and you allow him to guide you to the resources. And these could be people or things that you need to meet those needs, right? All of us have needs. It's okay to have needs. And as you prioritize yourself, you should be intentional to make sure that your needs are met. All of these are important to obey God's command to love others to the same extent that you love yourself. If you try to love others from a place of where you don't have self-awareness, you don't have self-acceptance, you don't have self-love, your love will not be genuine. Your love for others will not be genuine. This may be hard to accept, but it's true. If you don't love yourself, you will end up performing loving acts to get others to fill the void your self-love should fill. That's not a good place to love from. This is why a relationship with yourself is your second priority and it is directly tied to your first priority because you need to know and trust God to believe what he says about you. And that helps you to love you, to have a good relationship with you. If you don't know what God says about you, you need to develop that relationship. But I could tell you off the top, God says that you are worthy, valuable, and priceless. He says that there is nobody else like you and that who you are matters in this world. So my friend, I ask you this question. Are you willing to prioritize your relationship with yourself? I hope your answer is yes. So now this brings me to the third priority in the kingdom for a kingdom citizen family and friends, relationships with others. You were created for relationships with other people. God did not design humans to live in isolation. It can be comfortable (laughs) because you don't have to deal with not getting along with people and all the rest of the drama that comes with relationships. But God did not create us to live alone. This is why... In the garden, in Genesis, he created someone Adam could relate to and partner with to take care of the earth. From the very beginning, relationships was built into who we are and how we are meant to operate. And this is why you yearn for connection, because that is the way God designed you. Whether you are married or not, It is normal to desire meaningful relationships. And realistically, you should not expect to have all of your relational needs met by one person. That's a lot of pressure on that person. Whether it's your spouse, your best friend, your mother, your daughter, you should not expect one human being to meet all of your relational needs. You were created with the capacity to love more than one person. 
Now, you're going to love different people in different ways, right? But you can love more than one person. Now, Eros love should be reserved for your spouse. So if you are not married, Eros love should not be something that you're giving away. Eros is romantic or sexual love, right? That should be reserved for your spouse. But you are free to express agape or godly love to everyone. And then we have filio. Filio is brotherly or friendly love. And that is the love that you express to your family and platonic friends, right? Your family and friends should be a priority in your life. You should invest your time and energy in nurturing these relationships. Because despite popular belief, good relationships have a greater effect on your quality of life than money, status, or accolades. You know, I came across this term a while back and I just found out as I was preparing for this, for this week's message, that it's actually a book. The phrase was love people use things. And I saw that in in a graphic a while back and it always stuck with me because it's so powerful. Love people use things. But apparently that is actually the title of a book by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. So I have added that to my list of books to read because I'm, I really want to read more about this concept because the title of the book alone says so much. We should love people, use things. It adds to the point that I'm making here that people, our relationships with family and friends are a priority, should be a priority in our life. Now, I know how it is and, you know, it's easier to control things and things are less likely to cause you pain the way people do. But the other thing is things can't hug you. Things don't laugh with you, nor do they provide a shoulder to cry on in your darkest moments. So the truth is you need people and people need you. So I'm going to ask you, can you be intentional to form meaningful connections with the people God wants you to partner with to advance his agenda on the earth? Something to think about if you're not already doing it. If you are, that's awesome. If you're not, that's something to consider. And now we are at the fourth priority in the kingdom, which is work. Now for the purposes of the wife series, work includes any activity, whether for pay or not. For example, I'm talking, when I say work for this series, I'm talking about what you do on a job, housework, volunteering, schoolwork, yard work, community work, any type of activity that you do. And just to bring this a little clearer, when we look at the Proverbs 31 woman, these are some of the activities that she did, some of her actions, some of her work. She counseled, she gave, she managed her business, instructed, invested, oversaw her household, served others, taught kindness, tended to the needs of others, and worshipped. Those are some of the activities that we see in our text. 
Now, once again, you don't have to do exactly what the Proverbs 31 woman did. I shared the list simply to highlight that work can be done within the home or elsewhere. And it's important to know that work does not always generate income. So we have to release ourselves from the thought that it's only about income, right? Also, another thing to note is this passage in Proverbs 31 describes the life of a woman, not the day or even the week of a woman. So just because all of those things were listed, it doesn't mean that she did all of them at the same time. And I know the world applauds being busy. However, the kingdom God's kingdom commands regular rest. So that toiling day and night, working 24-7 about that hustle, about that grind, that's not the kingdom way of life. As a kingdom citizen, you should work to use your gifts and talents to help others and to exhibit God's goodness. So I hope you hear this and receive this. Your work, whether on a job, at home, in the church or community should not consume your life, should not. And this is why I am discussing this here because we need to have our priorities in order, you know, and and the work that we do is going to be based on the things that we need in a given season, right? So, Your days and weeks in a different season may look different from what they were in a previous season or what they will be in a future season. The key to knowing what kind of work to do and when to do it is to ensure that work is not given a higher priority than God, yourself, or your family and friends. And you may be sitting there thinking or standing or walking or whatever you're doing as you're listening to this. You may be thinking, but I need to work for my family. I'm working so hard for my family. Can I tell you something? (laughs) Your family needs you more than they need a spotless house. So if you are so consumed, scrubbing the floors, washing the dishes, cleaning the clothes, that you don't have time to play with your children or have a sit down and have a meal with your husband, your priorities are messed up. And if you're out working 16 hour days or at home working 16 hour days because you're trying to make that money because you want a certain level of life and and you want to buy your family things, the nice things, and and go on trips and whatever, those things are good. But I can tell you, those things are not as important as giving you to your family and friends. So I'm going to ask this question. I've been asking questions throughout this episode. Does your work, all of it, what you do on a job, what you do at home, out there in the church or whatever, Does it help others and glorify God? Is it in the right priority? Those are questions that we we need to ask ourselves. Those are questions that I have to ask myself often, right? I have to continuously check my heart, my motives, my priorities. Are they aligned with God's best for me, right? And let me give you the backstory on how I got to this kingdom order. If you don't know, I'm self-employed. I work for myself. Our business is Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching. This is my fourth year as a self-employed person. 
And so I have a different level of managing my time than I had when I had a job to go to that had set hours, right? And so, and it's not like I have a storefront or a physical building. And so I get to set my own hours. And sometimes I I wrestle with how should I spend my days? How much time should I give to work? And, you know, starting a business and trying to build a business can be very time consuming. I could do this 20 hours a day easily. I could, right? So I have been forced to be really intentional about what are my priorities? How am I using my time? You know, I've had questions like, okay, I need to exercise, but I have some work that I want to do. What should I do first? What should be my primary focus? And this is these questions like, okay, cooking for the household is good, but it takes away time from being on the computer and writing posts and and doing this type of stuff, right? So there's always these questions. And so I went to God and I've gone to him several times and he has to keep reminding me because I forget, (laughs) right? But I go to him and I'm like, God, how do I choose what to do, when, right? And so he gave me this order. I think it was firstly gave it to me last year and he reminded me of it last week when I was trying to decide once again, like what should I concentrate on? Devotions, exercise, cooking, working, you know, it's all these questions. And then so the order, this is how I got the the kingdom order. He was like, me, you, others work. Work is not your top priority. So when you are tempted to sit at your computer for 12 hours, and I have done that, I will admit I have done that. He's like, but no, it's not your top priority. If it's causing you to be sedentary all day, your muscles and your joints are aching because you're not getting any exercise. You're eating takeout because you don't have time to cook. Like, no, This is not what I guided you to this business for. Work should not consume you so much that you don't have time to spend with me who gave you the business, who is guiding you in the business, or you don't have time to take care of yourself, or you don't have time to spend with your husband or your friends or your mother, or, you know, you can't be so busy. And even as I'm sharing this now, I'm remembering there was a season I remember when my father was alive and there were times when, you know, we had gotten into this rhythm where all of the girls would take turns cooking him Sunday dinner And there were times when I was like, oh, I got too much to do for church. I was single back then. And so instead of cooking the meal, I would buy him food because I'm like, oh, I don't have time. And then I would like drop off the food and quickly, I have to go, I have to go, I have to get back to church. And I thought that I was being noble because, you know, the Bible says, unless you're willing to forsake mother and father for me. But in truth, I was using church work. I was idolizing church work. I was putting church work above nurturing my relationship with my dad, enjoying the last years that I had with him before he passed, right? And so that is something that I I always remember. And I'm like, you know, I don't want that to be my current reality. I don't want 
working, no matter if it's noble work or not, church work, community work, helping someone, I don't want it to be to the detriment of my relationships, right? And so that really is why it's important for us to understand what kingdom priorities are and allow our kingdom priorities to dictate what we do moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. These priorities don't change. The commitments that we have may change. The responsibilities that we have may change. But we have to keep checking in with what is priority? What am I willing to sacrifice? Am I sacrificing something that's more important for something that's less important? We have come to the end of our four-part Woman Inspired for Excellence series. And just to wrap it all up, love inspires you to have excellent character. The natural unforced consequence of excellent character are excellent blessings. And God-sanctioned excellent priorities guide you to choose excellent actions. So at this point, I want to encourage you to take stock of your priorities. Are they aligned with God's priorities? Excellence demands introspection, looking within and intentional action. So I have three final questions for this series and one action step. Question number one, what are your priorities? What are the things and our people that are most important to you? Now you've heard what the kingdom priority order is. We all know that we don't always line up with what the kingdom says, right? Or kingdom principles. So honestly assess what in your mind, what is your opinion? What are your priorities? Number two, when you look at how you spend your time, does the amount of time you spend doing certain things align with what you consider to be your priorities? So when you look at how you spend your time, Does the amount of time you spend doing certain things align with what you consider to be your priorities? And number three, are your current areas of focus in line with God's order for kingdom citizens? Okay, and here's your action step. Determine what is your next best step on your path of love, freedom, and excellence and devise a strategy to execute that step. If you need help in this area, let's talk about it. I have space on my calendar for the remainder of February 2022 for inquiry chats. Now, if you're listening to this beyond February 2022, you can check out the website and see if there's any availability. However, I know for a fact for this, for the remainder of the months, I have availability. So if you're listening to this in February, if you need some help, get on my schedule. Let's do a little 15 minute chat and see if I can help you devise a strategy for executing your next best step. The link is in the show notes. So if you go to our Linktree link, there's a button for schedule and inquiry chat. So until next time, remember that you are free to be who God created you to be, single, married, or otherwise. And I encourage you to live loved and free. God bless you and I love you. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, where we equip kingdom women for loving relationships. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, like, or leave a comment with your feedback, or send us an email with your thoughts or questions at info at pathwayteam242.org. We also invite you to join our email community at pathwayteam242.org. And be sure to connect with Pathway or Carol Griffiths on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The link to connect with us is in the show notes. I am Carol Griffiths, your freedom coach. Until next time, remember that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate God created you to be.